Welcome to the Love and Fear podcast, your daily source of inspiration and actionable insights. I'm David Hensel, and together with my co-host, Edward Brink, we dig into discussions on productivity, business, and personal development, all with the aim to shifting the narrative in your head from fear to love. Edward, what's our topic today? I'd like to talk about projector versus protector. So these two words were presented to me by uh, Eric and Eli from Speaker Lab. Let's start with the protector. The protector is keeping you safe. It's that little voice that's preventing you to reaching your full potential. And it's keeping you where things feel familiar. And the projector is like the opposite of that. From the Speaker Lab point of view, they presented that it's very wise to adopt a projector alter ego, perhaps where you're more bold, where you're expanding your comfort zone and where you're more outspoken and wild and a bit bigger than in normal life. And I thought it was very interesting because you can take this to other areas in your life as well, not only in the speaker area. Yes, the protector is, is I guess, fear and projector reminds me of everything you want is on the other side of fear. So you're kind of like figuring out like, how can you do this in public speaking? I don't know, 15 years ago, if you would have said like, hey, speak, in front of a few hundred people or shoot yourself in the face, I would have considered shooting myself in the face because it was like super terrifying, but now it's really no problem. And for me, it comes from when I speak before I was full with stupid fear of, do they think I look weird or fear of thinking I have a weird German accent, whatever. And then I couldn't present. Uh, but if I'm thinking I'm acting out of love because what I'm sharing can help them in their life and their business, it becomes super easy. And also the Toastmasters, if you want to get into public speaking, I can really recommend Toastmasters. It's really cool public speaking clubs all over the world. There's probably one near you as well. On the topic of alter egos, my business partner, Todd, who's my business partner and up coach, he's actually <laughs> the leading expert in alter egos. He wrote the book, The Alter Ego Effect. He even gave Kobe uh, the Black Mamba alter ego. So he, he worked with lots of big name celebrities and, um, and athletes. And um, to explain the concept of an alter ego, if you, for example, Beyonce, it's in this book actually, um, Beyonce was brought up very religious, like singing in, in gospel, uh, etc. In, in course and going out on stage half naked and performing was like really against her, the protector kicked in, like this is not, not who I am. So she created this alter ego called Sasha Fierce. And when she goes into the persona of Sasha Fierce, then it's no problem to go out and crush it on, on stage. So I think that's, that's definitely a, a super powerful thing to use these alter egos to reach the things that you want to reach, to, mm -hmm. to expand. But I also think, you know, I like to be myself and only incorporate things that are really true to my values and I want to be me and not necessarily switch. So I guess an alter ego can be a good crutch to achieving a state and kind of getting used to it. But then I, th I think it makes sense to incorporate this alter ego into your personality and just like be being you, you know, not, not being. In, a, in a way, when you, when you grow yourself, when you work on yourself and expand your limits, your boundaries, I guess the new you is the old alter ego. So maybe alter ego is also something that fades over time. And yeah, the person you're working to becoming. Yeah, yeah. so in Todd's book, he also talks about the alter ego or the, the mission of some football player was to destroy everything in his path. This is kind of like he made it his, his thing. 
but then when you come home with your family, this doesn't really work. So I, I personally like to not to have like such a split between what I'm doing in one way or area of my life and, and another one that this is so conflicting. I like to be more integrated, harmonious. You know, mm. I would not engage in in an activity where this is asked of me. You know, if this makes sense, because yeah. it would go against my values. But but yeah, it's definitely super useful. Great book. Charlotte taught the alter ego effect. Check it. Definitely check it out. Okay. And did he write uh, about the, the alter ego uh, fading and, and becoming the new no. normal you? No, no, or... this is just, just me. Okay. Uh, clashing and... with this idea. <laughs> Because I think the alter ego you have, uh, the alter ego I would have a couple of years ago would be a totally different one. So this is, this is not a fixed thing. This is also due to change and priorities and experiences. I'll, I'll talk to him about this. Uh, yeah. I'll, see, I'll see him next week. Definitely interesting. And another thing that helped me to calm down my protector was mm -hmm. affirmations. Um, I mentioned this before. It's a cool book called Little Great Book of Affirmations, not affirmations, affirmations. And the idea with an affirmation is you ask yourself a question every morning and every evening. Um, that makes, for example, an affirmation is you tell yourself, like, I'm great at this, but if you don't believe it, it doesn't work. But if you don't use an affirmation, you ask yourself a question, for example, why do people get so much value from my talks that I'm delivering? Because when you ask this question, you tell your subconscious, you calm the protector down. Yeah. Because like, hey, what I'm doing here is valuable. This is like a really powerful thing to trick the protector and to move more to the projector. The protector is keeping you with what feels familiar. If you use affirmation and you build a path from the now to where you want to be, it doesn't feel that unfamiliar. You kind of play it out in your head. So that's a way to get used to that. And that's that, that's quite powerful. But it's also, I find myself, what I'm trying currently trying to do is not respond from the hip anymore. Hmm. So maybe take a few seconds. It feels really offered how long seven seconds can feel. It sometimes <laughs> feels like eternity. So I reevaluate the response that's on my lips before I out them. And it's offered the protector wanting to answer. Should and, and if I listen more to my projector, my response is likely to come out as a question. And that is a whole different outcome. So, yeah. This, it's this... definitely a powerful thing. Abraham Lincoln, they found in his, you know, after he passed away, going through his, his things in his office, they found tons of letters that he wrote, like angry letters that he wrote to people that upset him but he never sent them so he just kind of rolled it out you know kind of like thinking about digesting it and then like being like yeah i guess i guess it's, it's similar to writing your to-dos on a list or on your wish list just writing them down and even if you throw them away it's better organized in your head and you've dealt with it more so yeah writing down i love it i go through notebooks like hell i i use these blocks mm. i think i use about one every month uh, so yeah <laughs> there's a lot of them Yeah, I would like to talk about the, the force that is giving the stage to your projector. It is scary to cross boundaries, eh? the boundaries you, you set yourself. But I found also that, that it's the same powers that will want to have more of that adventure are the same ones that is keeping you from doing them. So let's say you're, let's go back to public speaking. Say you have a fear of public speaking. And I found so many times that people that started doing that started to love uh, public mm. speaking because they overcame that fear and now they want to explore what it was that frightened them in the first place. So it is actually the same power that can drive you to something that's keeping you from something. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like once you 
have something you're really afraid of when you lean in and you master it, then, you know, I guess you get really excited about it and, and nerd out on it. Uh, a good friend of mine, he was very introverted and didn't have a good big circle of friends or, or network. And he is now the person with the biggest network. It, it's really insane how he built this out. You know, once you develop this muscle, it becomes easy to, to do it over and over again. Do you think the, the circle you engage in, um, I think this is uh, largely to do to what voice are you listening? Are you listening to your projector or your protector? Oh yeah. I mean, like, like you, you surround yourself with people that cross borders all the time Yes, and, and, and show that it's actually quite safe to, to do so. That might be a huge stimulus uh, to do so yourself. So choose your peers wisely, uh, I would say. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like yeah. it's, it, it makes such a big difference. What kind of people you have around yourself? I think, I mean, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself the most with. Yeah. And an average in terms of financial success, happiness, fitness level, etc. Because we just, we mirror each other. And, you know, as I said, like if you see somebody who's doing crazy stuff, you can go, oh yeah, actually maybe that's, that's possible. Or another one with the, uh, the hundred meter dash, like there was like a certain time, like X seconds, um, yeah. and it was like, nobody broke it for yeah. like, it was like 10 or nine or whatever. Nobody went through this wall. And once somebody did it, yeah. like it, well, it was broken over and over. Cause like, you know, once yeah. you believe it's, it's possible, you know, it's yeah. mental boundaries. Yeah. We know each other from entrepreneurs organization and, um, yeah, we're both quite active. I sometimes get overwhelmed with all the inspiration and ideas that pop into my head and some they're they're way too many how do you deal with prioritizing and like keeping him in a idea bank or something i mean i have you know my north star yeah. document from managing happiness and it's like really defined with like my core values my mission and vision and then the goals that i'm having and then i'm doing a 90-day plan for myself my business and my family and I list the things down that I want to accomplish. And also when I do my weekly plan, I pick a few things in, in the business column that I want to rock out this week, a few in my personal and a few in my family. And then I focus on those and make sure they get done before I start other things. Hmm. You know, and uh, another thing is I'm, I'm doing that is really helpful. I do time blocking once I write down my tasks for the day, also the week. Yeah. These things that I list in the week, I, I look like where can I fit them into my calendar? Yeah. You know, and then this gives me the aha moment, like, oh, actually, all the other stuff is not possible to accomplish. And this is like really the things that I want to want to do. Otherwise, if I'm not doing this with the time blocking, I always feel bad looking at my to-do list thing, like, oh my God, this is so much and blah. But once I actually put this into my calendar, okay, this is gonna take an hour and a half, this is gonna take 30 minutes, and this is full, then I feel more accomplished at the end of the day, not like, oh, I'm yeah. I'm missing out on. Do you keep appointments with yourself as serious as appointments with other people? Mm. That's the problem with me, with time blocking. I tend to overstep myself, so I can give up this and shovel it again. I, I keep it pretty serious. I mean, with, with others, of course, it's stronger than with myself. But um, I'm, I'm pretty good at it, actually. It's... Okay. I started using an, an app called Motion. Mm -hmm. And it's a sort of AI-powered app where your tasks show up in your agenda. So you have your agenda items. They are fixed, of course. And the other things based on priorities and deadlines are uh, shoveled around those times. And it's kind of helpful because the time blocks I do put in, they are associated with deadlines or I might mm -hmm. have a financial penalty if I miss them or something like that. So yeah, it's quite a, quite a cool app. I can recommend it. 
I'm have... a colleague with a severe ADHD, and then I help him uh, with this tool as well to prioritize. And it's keeping a more uh, peace of mind to, for, for both of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, any ideas around the battle between the two voices and how to recognize them? I mean, if, for me, it's the recognition is always like if I'm feeling great, inspired, then I'm I'm leaning in, and if it doesn't feel good, I take a step back and think like, why does it not feel good? Is it because outside of my comfort zone, or is it the wrong thing to do? And there's like always the, the aha moment for me, like, oh, I'm in protector mode. That switch to projector. Thing about comfort zones is they tend to shrink, so you have to be aware to step out of them regularly and with the clear thoughts. Okay, I think this wraps it up quite nice. What would we ask our, our listeners uh, to do? I, th I think it's quite easy. If something pops up that's elevating your heartbeat, watch out who's talking. Is it your projector? Is it your protector? And who's been talking loudest lately? So just think of today. Throughout the day, a couple of times, okay, what would be a bold mood, move that would push me in the right direction? overstepping this boldness a couple of times it doesn't feel that bold anymore you kind know? of you can also relabel this and say like are you acting out of love or acting out of fear this could be the, the, sure. the call to action as well that's it's just that's the overall okay Beautiful. well thank you for uh, tuning in to today's episode of love not fear podcast we hope you found inspiration and we hope you leave some comments or tasks for us to do or topics you would like us to handle if you like, subscribe. If you rate us, that would be really beneficial or leave a review. And go to lovenotfear.com to find lots more goodies, maybe managing happiness. And your feedback is really important for us to spread this message of love over fear. Rock and roll. See you next one. Thank you, Edward.